Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name is Ashley Brandt. And this is Brooke Marine. And we are going to do a double feature since I was traveling. And we're going to cover Blood, Sweat, and Fears, which is season 12, episode 15. But also Love at First Fight, which is the mid-season finale. Yes, which is setting us up for the premiere of Robin China. Which is going to be a six-episode limited series covering who else? Robin China, with appearances from our faves, um, Scott and Kim will be there for sure, and Chloe. That much we know. Yeah, <laughs> but we do have a lot of IRL news to cover before we get started. This has been a big couple of weeks for Kanye. Um, the St. Pablo tour started. There is no opener. He does 32 songs on a stage that is floating above the audience, which looks incredible. I cannot wait to go. Yeah, I kind of wish that I had tickets now, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't have a job, so we're. I, I'm not going to see St. Pablo, but I think it it does look really fun. It looks fun. And I like I still yeah. love the Pablo merch. I would yeah. buy some if I could. Yeah. There was a pop-up shop in Portland, but it was in the suburbs and I wasn't going to stand in line for 3 hours Saturday morning in the suburbs, so That's me. Well, the blonde pop-up shop that Frank Ocean did. The one in Chicago was in Evanston. Like, there's a lot of things. No. There's a lot of, I don't know. I get it because there's a lot of college students there because Northwestern is there. But also that's very exclusive and kind of shuts out right, right. over half of the city, the half of the city that's black. So I don't know who organized that, but it was a little yeah. sus to me. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Um, I've also been watching Kim attending the St. Pablo tour on her snap. Um, I'm really trying to plan out my outfit for Oakland because she has been having Pascal, um, get quote unquote hype people to come sit with her. So, you know, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Please support me in my ongoing endeavor to meet Kim Kardashian West. Yeah, no, I really want that to happen. I really, cause you know that if you did meet Kim, like at the St. Pablo tour, mm -hmm. or if it was on the street, or like whatever, she would be so kind. And she would take a selfie yeah, with you. She'd, she'd be, be really sweet. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I want to like meet her and like be enveloped in her weirdly vapid but warm and approachable personality. You know? Yeah, and I'm sure I she smells amazing that. too. Like, I know that sounds weird. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I know, like, I'd love to get a side hug from Kim Kardashian West. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I. This is really weird, but I do want to know, like, what she smells like, like, what perfume she is wearing. What is her perfume style? Mm. What is she about? Like, I'm sure she smells really good. Kind of like, I assume that j-lo smells amazing and i assume pitbull smells amazing those are my three celebrities that you know like they're always look fly and they probably always smell yes. fly too i'm just saying 
Yeah. <laughs> does Kim have her own perfume? I feel like if she does, it's probably from a much earlier phase of her celebrity life, so I don't know that she would wear it. Yeah, I don't know either, but I agree with that statement. I don't think she needs one. She doesn't need to make a perfume. She, she... No. The era of celebrity perfumes was like the mid to late 2000s. Yeah, J-Lo has one. Britney has a couple. Bieber has a few. Britney has like 12. Britney has so many fragrances. Do they smell good? They smell really weird. <laughs> I'm really intrigued by them. Like, I've smelled them, but they're nothing I would ever want to wear. Mm, I remember when Lady Gaga dropped her perfume. I thought it smelled pretty good, but that was also like 2010, so I who knows good good questions um yeezy season four also came out this week it was like kind of a surprise there was like a casting call and then it was literally the next day uh roosevelt island or roosevelt park in new york you can speak to where this is i was just told it was out of the way and i believe that yeah, it's Roosevelt Island. It's way out of the fucking way. I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, far for from where everything else fashion week is happening. Like, you know, you know, I I don't know. I read a, um, a review of it on The Cut, and it sounds like it was very hellish. It's been, like, 90 degrees the past, like, four days on the East Coast, and it was outside at Roosevelt Island... I think, like, a hundred of these girls are just, like, standing out there. And they're just, like, regular people. They're not actual models. Also, he said multiracial only, which, like, I can already... I don't even want to look at the internet for this. I don't want to see the think pieces. I already know that he made a mistake by <laughs> saying that. And I don't want to get into yeah. it. But apparently there were women of all colors, but not necessarily all sizes. And... They all started to faint kind of like one by one, according to the cut, and nobody knew if it was a performance and nobody mm -hmm. knew if it was like choreographed, but it wasn't because then after like half an hour, I guess like the real models came out and it was like, it was late. I think it was delayed. It started later than it should have and the editors were getting really, the like fashion editors who were there to write about it were getting pissed and... I don't know. It seems like he's worn out his welcome with this whole concept. I mean, like, keep doing what you're doing, I guess, Kanye, but, like, find some goddamn <laughs> air conditioning. I know, like, you're already asking them to, like, wear, like, I don't know, latex sheaths or whatever the fuck. I don't yeah. even know. You know, I think the whole, I think it's dumb. I mean, I think it is now. Yeah. I'm sure, I think that the first time he did this... It was, like, refreshing to see. It, mm -hmm. it, the first time he did it, it made me take him seriously as someone who's involved in fashion. Because I don't think I really had before. Right, right. And then I saw that, and I wanted to take him more seriously with this endeavor. But at this point, it's just played out, and that's my two cents. Speaking of played out <laughs> things, Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston broke up this week. They held out until after the VMAs um, and notably Taylor was not at the VMAs she had jury duty in Nashville um, I really want to know how her team set that up like who are they paying 
in Nashville to have this serendipitous occasion that she would be called in for jury duty during the VMAs when Kanye had four minutes to do whatever he wanted on stage. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. No. I mean, everything is an accident, but that wasn't. And they lasted three months, which I kind of, it's that their fake relationship lasted about three months shorter than I thought it would. I thought she was going to attend the Oscars. Okay. I thought she was going to, I thought she was, yeah, I thought she was going to go through Christmas. That's usually how long, or like the expiration date for her relationships. But this is so embarrassing. Like in the real world, you date someone for three months and you like consider changing your Facebook status. Maybe, um, maybe you're not even sure if you want (laughs) to hang out with them. Maybe you're still like ghosting them half of the time. But like two weeks into this relationship, Tom Hiddleston made a statement to the press that they were very happy together. That's so no, I'm really like getting I'm like get, my face is flushed right now. I'm getting really embarrassed for both of them. Because 3 months is that really a relationship? Like no. whatever. I, I <laughs> You can still ghost out of a 3-month relationship. They didn't have to break up like in the real world. I would just stop answering that person's texts. That's me. <laughs> That's my life. I just feel like they're, they're, he's, he's a grown ass man. Isn't he like almost 40? Yes. Hold on. I'm going to look up how old he is. All of those men. How and you know what is- I mean by those men who are all like, whatever. Yes. In my head, they are all the same and they're all 40. He's 35. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. You could have told me any age he's and I would have He's 35 and Beyonce is 35. Just think about that. Ooh. Just. Ooh. Mm. I'm really embarrassed because the thing is that I liked him before this. He seemed more likable before this. He seemed like maybe someone who wasn't mm-hmm. caught up in the machinations mm-hmm. of celebrity, which is like a PR move in and of itself. Well, yeah, he ma- he's he's kind of like, in my opinion, now he's just sort of. De- demoted himself to the level of like a a bachelor contestant bachelorette contestant yes like yes. they all look the same they all have the same name and it's really sad because i do think he's very talented and he's had a very yeah. long career and he will have a he'll be he'll probably get a couple oscar nominations in and before all this like i was gonna put him on the level with like a Maybe like a Mark Ruffalo type eventually. At least a Jake Gyllenhaal. And now it's just like, he should just sign up for the Bachelor in Paradise show at this point. (laughs) Yes. You know what it is about Tom Hiddleston, though, is, okay, doesn't have the star power of Idris Elba. Like, just not that likable. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. really, like, inspire a following among people who aren't like lusting after his avengers character so that's that's one thing going wrong for him idris elba is occupying the star power respected british actor echelon right and then michael fassbender is doing the like Mm -hmm. multi-oscar nominee thing so like what what room is left for tom hiddleston in all of this Mm, marvel that's sad that's it that's what he's got going for him i like chris hemsworth better than him at this point at least chris hemsworth seems like he has a sense of humor 
and his brother is Liam, and he's marrying Miley. So I'm thinking that somewhere in that family, there has to be some level of, like, we can take a joke and we can make jokes. Okay, but I do want to talk about the Fade video that premiered at the VMAs. So we still have not seen the highlights video that was filmed in Iceland uh, during the show. But Kanye did premiere the video for Fade at the VMAs after his four minutes were up. I don't really have a ton to say about the Fade video. I don't... I, I do not understand the end with the sheep and the cat face and naked Tiana Taylor and her child and her husband. I don't understand that part. I do love the flash dance section of it, which is just most of the video. I agree. Like, she looks great and the song's good, but I don't get the end of it. But I also don't even care to try to understand it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what trips me up is that it's a cat face, not a wolf face, but maybe it would be too obvious if it was a wolf face. Like, I kind of thought at first that the sheep were supposed to be goats, you know, like goat, like greatest of all time. But then no one else on the internet was saying that. So I I don't know. (laughs) I have so many questions. It's a it's a good video, though. Like, I think everyone should go watch it. I do want to know what the highlights video looks like and why they went to Iceland to film it. I know. Okay, that was the thing. When he said that he was premiering his new music video, I thought it was going to be for highlights. I was like, yes, we're going to get some Iceland shots. It's going to be beautiful. Tiana Taylor's still beautiful and, like, she looks great. As my grandmother said, she's built like a champion. I just, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just thought it was weird that they debuted that video before highlights, but whatever. Maybe they're building up more mystique around it. Like, it's an integrated hype building plan that's like leveraging the show in a new way maybe or maybe they just thought that everyone at the vma's audience was too dumb to get like too dumb to sit through a video that might be a little bit more of like a slow cinema situation that's totally possible <laughs> flash like, like thinking the of the that... song for like the highlight song it's it's yeah it's not it's not a, as you know you can't really dance to it yeah you know so they probably thought i don't know yeah the video that he premiered the fade video is some vma shit Mm -hmm. the vmas love that shit Oh, for sure i don't really understand why the vmas is still a thing i feel like it should have gone the way of trl but (laughs) i guess it still matters well it i just feel like i haven't seen a music video that's like changed my life since bad romance you know like anaconda's great anaconda was great um that's i i can't really i really well okay needed me was good yeah lemonade in its entirety sure yes but that's nominated for an emmy that's some emmys shit i want to watch beyonce nominated for an emmy and a golden globe like the VMAs are so... You know, she, like... Yeah. She went there. She performed half of the album, which was unexpected and amazing. And then she was like, okay, I gotta go tuck my kid in. Good night. And left early. Yeah. Because like, it's not worth staying the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. Not for someone like her. I don't know. Videos just aren't... They're not as... Not that they're not as important, but they haven't been as good since, like, 2009. 
They peaked. I'm just trying to think of a segue, and there is none. Chloe has a new man. Um, his name is Tristan Thompson. We had to look up his name before we started recording because I have no idea who the fuck that is. He's a, he plays he's Canadian, which is yes. He gets points in my book for being Canadian, because um, Canada is awesome. He's 25, which is seven years younger than Chloe, and he plays basketball oh. basketball for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that's all. Like that's it. I don't know anything about sports. Unless it meets, you know, celebrity gossip, Colin Ka- Kaepernick, he's cool <laughs> as fuck, apparently, but I would have never known if he didn't boycott the national anthem. Like, I never would have known oh, yeah. that he was, there was, like, this woke football yeah. player in San Francisco, um, you know, so. Oh, yeah, there are, there are jet skiing in for Mexico, Chloe. which is, I guess, how you debut relationships now. Have we talked on this podcast about how celebrities always debut their relationships by taking a vacation and how uncomfortable that makes me okay yes justin bieber just did it with sophia ritchie yes. uh, mariah carey on that australian guy's yacht tom and taylor in rhode yes. island it's just yeah. like do you okay even like kim and kanye in italy yes my problem with this whole scenario like my problem with that is that if i were dating someone and it's always like only a barely a month into their relationship. Oh yeah, and they're going on vacation with these people. Are you fucking kidding me? Because that's the ultimate litmus test for if you can spend any more time with someone ever is to travel with them, whether yes. you're friends or yes. dating or not. And I can't imagine knowing someone for like three weeks and being like, "Let's go on an international tour together for." A- <laughs> two weeks that's like that's, let's yeah. go to tokyo like no that's not what i want to experience with someone that i only know for two oh weeks god. god that's not even like it's bad enough when you like go on an airbnb trip with someone you've known for just a few weeks and you're like what do i need to know about them that might break this friendship or this relationship that's like airbnb stuff but to add in international travel, planes, customs, just the garden variety shit that like makes you want to kill your own family members. You know what I mean? Well, like I just I I am I am so wary about traveling with some friends that I have known for five years. So yeah, and it's like I'm not. I don't think I'm a very high maintenance person, but you know celebrities are. Like, yes. that's kind of part of their whole thing. They get yes. to be high-maintenance because they're famous and rich. And if you put two high-maintenance people together who barely know each other in, I don't know, some villa in in Spain, that, mm-hmm. and they've never been, they like, that's, yeah, that's no, crazy. That's a fucking disaster. Like, thinking about it right now, there are friendships that I would never test like that because I know that they would break. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I want to save yeah. those friendships by not sure. traveling internationally with them and discovering that they have weird fucking sleeping habits. <laughs> <laughs> that they, you know, want to go out all the time or something like that. Like, that, that yes. could ruin a friendship. That's the thing. It's like, Kim, Kim, you don't like to dance. You don't drink. You don't smoke. And you don't like to party. 
<laughs> so yeah, we'd probably get along really well on a vacation together, me and oh, Jen. Oh yeah. But yes. most other people are not going to be okay with that. Also, like what kind of airport person are you? Do you have mm, the slip-on so shoes? Are you a comfy traveler? Do you have your shit ready for TSA or not? Because I can't take it if you're going to spend no. 20 minutes trying to get your laptop out of its sleeve and into its own bin and you don't realize <laughs> that you can only take three ounce liquids. 9-11 was 15 years ago and I'm very sorry that it ever happened. Obviously, it's a tra- it's a tragedy, an international yes. tragedy. It changed our outlook on culture and life in every way imaginable and ways that we haven't even imagined yet. Yes. And people still don't know that you have to take your goddamn shoes and belts off, empty your pockets take your laptop and to yes. put it in a separate container and three ounce liquids or or fewer in a small plastic bag what I, that like that's why i don't yes. understand it's like this this is this has been the way of life for over half of my life at this point and i can't believe yes. there are people who still think what do these people think you could just go smoke a cigarette on an airplane too like are there yes. people who are like that up to like Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, that's the thing is like, I, I, you know, but I also can't, and I'm a very, I'm clearly anxious and depressed. Like anyone who even listens to this podcast and never, has never even met me probably knows that. But I will say that when I travel, I have my shit together and I'm not like a nervous flyer. Yes. And I don't really like to be around no. people who are no. like super anxious and nervous the whole time. Cause you're going to make other people nervous and we don't need everyone losing their shit on an airplane. Yeah. We just don't. That's not yeah. a good thing. Yeah, no, I, cause like when the turbulence hits and you're like, maybe this is finally it, like, I just feel kind of like relief at that point and I don't oh want to hear you. <laughs> you know I just what I mean? like, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's, <sighs> some people are, the point of this is that I, I don't ever wish to travel with some of my friends it's kind of like if you were to marry someone and then you're going to go on your honeymoon and you've never been on a vacation together that seems like the biggest recipe for disaster it also sounds like a nick hornby novel but like seriously that's what i don't understand this is this is another reason why i don't understand celebrities they are clearly not cut from the same cloth as the rest of us they're just not their aura is on another level Speaking of fame, though, Black China has arrived. She did three cover sh- well, not cover shoots, three major photo shoots debuted the day after the VMAs, um, People with Robin Chai, that's a cover, Paper Magazine, um, nude photo shoot, very much in the style of Kim's Break the Internet cover, really good, um, and an editorial for Elle. She's... She's, she knows what she's doing. Her team knows what they're doing. They're positioning her very well for not only just this show, but I can already tell we're going to at least get a few more years of this. Like, just her being around all the time before she and Rob break up. <laughs> Which they will. They're being so deliberate in their timing, though. Like, there's definitely someone from the Kardashian team. Mm, oh, for sure. Working on China now. I mean, it just makes sense like to do that. It's kind of like vertical integration but with people, you know? Like you want to have cuz it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to help her 
and it's not going to help the Kardashians for her to be managed by a team of people who don't also work for slash with the Kardashians. Because once she and Rob, once she does end up severing her ties with them, I don't, and like sever, I use the term loosely because she'll always be attached to them, especially now that they have a, a child. But like, you know, it doesn't make any sense for her to say, well, I'm just going to do my own shit and I don't need them. Because then her fame is going to dwindle. And then for them, they want to have control over what she puts out there, I'm sure. So this is an easy way to do that. I don't know. It seems like a win-win for all parties. I think she might go the way of Scott. And we'll definitely talk more about what that means. But if she and Rob break up, she's going to be a Scott. She's not going to be a a Reggie Bush. No, she's not even going to be a Lamar. No, she's not going to be an Adrian Bylon either. She's going to be a Scott, but better. I agree. I agree. Um, In related news, Tyga's car got repoed while he and Kylie were looking at Ferraris. Um, Kylie said that wasn't true. And then I guess the repo company posted a photo of the car being repoed. So... All right, then. So embarrassing. God. Kylie is his sugar mama, and she's literally 19 (laughs) years old. She is too young. Like, I just want to look her in the eye and say, girl, you're too young to be doing this. You're too young to have to deal with this. You shouldn't have to put up with this man's shit. You are a Kardashian slash Jenner. You can get any any instagram she owns two houses and he owns zero (laughs) that's so sad yeah he's 27 years old right yeah and he has a child he is allegedly signed with good music now uh which is kanye's label um you know maybe next time his album will sell more than a thousand copies in its first week i don't know kylie's doing the best she can to work her connections for this man and he continues to squander those connections yeah it's actually really weird that he would move he was on he was with young money wasn't he i don't know what the fuck he was on he hasn't made any (laughs) music worth paying attention to in my mind like all i know the only taiga songs i know are rack city yeah this song that he has with justin bieber that's kind of good and i'm pretty sure he was on bedrock which is like the most romantic track of the decade of the 21st century i would go bedrock so far to say. is a classic it's a classic uh, and that was a young money production i believe it's you just all right weird that he'd be on good music it's like you're not as good as big sean and john legend and all those people another fun fact is that he was in dope which i completely forgot until i rewatched it <laughs> a couple weeks ago and i was like Damn, Tyga was in this movie. Yes, I remember, and I was so happy when he died. (laughs) (laughs) He's in it for, like, ten seconds. (laughs) And then he dies on screen, which is, like, the only reason he should ever be in a movie is, like, straight-up cannon fodder. Yeah, it was a bit of a Paris Hilton and House of Wax situation. Yeah. Dope is really good, though. Everyone should watch it on Netflix. Um, You, too, can enjoy Tyga's on-screen death. It's cute. Um, additionally, it's making the rounds that quote unquote Hendel might be back on, aka 
Harry Styles and Kendall Jenner. <laughs> um, that girl is definitely gay, so they can keep trying <laughs> <them laughs> to see. <laughs> They're just like throw- they have like a dartboard. And every dart has, like, a male celebrity's name. And they're just trying to see what sticks. And it's none of the above. And that's why they have to keep pushing these different rumors. Yeah. And it's kind of like... I truly believe that she and Harry Styles are friends. Yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. He seems cool. She seems cool. They seem like they'd get along. Like, they have things in common. Um, Like... Maybe their sexualities are a little more similar <laughs> than the, everyone. But, like, I don't know. I think I think it's just so dumb. These people are clearly not dating. Those two are not. No. It's not. It's the last time they were photographed together, they were on a yacht with Ellen and Portia. <laughs> like, does that not say everything that needs to be said about their relation, quote-unquote relationship? I mean, and it's like they kind of they kind of look alike. They do. I don't know. Well, he's got he cut his hair finally, which is great. But good for him. Yeah. But, I mean, stay tuned. Maybe next week we'll have some new Kendall dating rumors to talk about, um, and maybe one I day. I really the- hope so because I will. I will say it looked like in this last episode. Uh, which one? Uh, Love It First Fight. She was in it for like five seconds. And I don't know. It kind of felt like she's gearing up to ha- to make an announcement. I just, I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. She's slowly appearing on it more and more. She's always wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Not that that means anything at all, but I'm just saying that the producers definitely and their stylists definitely dress them for certain occasions and scenarios yes and like it seems like they're trying to position her as someone who has an announcement to make yes i'm just saying let's get into these two episodes though let's get blood sweat and fears out of the way because there is not a ton to talk about um so this episode is tying up some necessary loose ends before they set us up for rob and china so a plot is Chloe and Lamar's divorce finally going through, as well as Chloe and Lamar, con- uh, Chloe and Rob continuing to fight. The B plot is Scott's birthday and Scott and Courtney hanging out uh, socially. And the C plot is Chris Jenner aging. I have more opinions on the C plot than the rest of the plots in this episode. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I think like I agree. Like, what is there to be said about Chloe and Lamar's divorce that hasn't already been said? Right, and Scott and Courtney will get back together three years from now. I believe it. And he's just being like weirdly kind of like touchy and like trying to get in with Courtney, and she's just like, nope. Like when they were on the plane, and he was like, if the plane went down. Would you at least make out with me right now? And she said, no. That's harsh, Court. <laughs> but with the C-plot, Chris Jenner aging. So the thing about keeping up with the Kardashians that I always find so fascinating is this sort of double-edged sword. That's not the phrase I'm looking for. It'll come to me. 
there is nothing that sort of relieves the existential stress and dread that I feel on a not even daily, hourly, minutely basis of my life. It's pretty much happening every second that I'm freaked out about it. Yeah. Watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, reality TV in general or trash TV, whatever, but especially this show, for some reason really relieves that a lot of the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the only thing that can really get me to step outside of myself because their lives are so far. Like, I am so not in their position in, like, multiple ways that I'm just, like – completely outside of my brain but i feel like every episode there's always something that brings me back down to earth about the fact that they're that we all age and die and it's like usually it's because kanye is like having a fit or it's because you know kim or or courtney or whatever are having some sort of existential crisis themselves that's not how they would phrase it but that is what's going on when they're worried about their appearances and so on and so forth but this c-plot about chris jenner aging really got me like she's 60 years old and as scott says she looks 40 but she can't exercise like she's 30 and it got me thinking like 20 years from now chris jenner will be 80 i hope she's still whoa and it just like then i'm like in 20 years like courtney will be 57 i think and i don't know it just scares me because that's when kylie's gonna be 40 and like that's when north and saint are gonna be like our age and and i just like i think about these things while i'm watching because i'm not i can't really relate to them on any level besides the like familial one in mm-hmm. that like we all have a family or most people have a family whether it's a chosen family or biological family or whatever mm-hmm. and so we can relate to those relationships and i watch it and i'm just like holy shit i feel like i'm watching people i know get older but i'm watching myself get older and you can't stop it time is the only thing that we can't stop so like i don't <laughs> oh my god that's horrible <laughs> So, like, you know, when I watch these shows, it really is, like, a gamble. I never know if I'm going to feel good because I stepped outside of myself and I watched some, you know, reality TV hijinks or if I'm going to, like, go back to that place. Yeah, this plotline <laughs> really brought us back down to reality. Chris Jenner <sighs> cannot keep up with Dawn. Who um, the fuck can? I couldn't. Courtney can. Have I told you my theory about what they're setting up with Courtney and Don? No. <laughs> okay, they've had a couple they've had a couple of throwaway lines this season where Courtney's like, Oh, I'm gonna like text Don or like I saw Don last night and people are like, Why are you hanging out with your trainer outside of like training with him or whatever? I definitely think there is a potential for a Courtney Dawn storyline on the horizon. I, yeah, that sounds plausible. I don't, I, I like Dawn just being their trainer. <laughs> I do too. But also, I want him to be my trainer. But also, like, what happened to Gunner? Oh my god, Gunner Nelson. Yeah, Chloe was, like, obsessed with him. Maybe it has something to do with, like, the fact that they just can't go into in public anymore. Because I feel like whenever they go... Gunner has, like, his own gym. And I feel like they're never at a public gym. Yeah. I feel like I've seen Kendall at Gunner. And I've seen, like, a little bit of Chloe at Gunner over the last few months. But now on the show, 
it's all about Don. And I wonder if that's maybe like a, a backdoor pilot for something for Don or like be some kind of like personal trainer, like promotional deal they have worked out with him. I don't know. Wait, speaking of promotions, yes. what was the name of the brand that um, – so Chris can't keep up with Dawn and they – you know, Courtney compromises by buying her a Pilates machine, which looks weirdly like some yes. sort of S&M whatever. Yes. I don't – I was like, what the fuck? I don't do Pilates, so, I, you know, it was yeah. – what I was seeing was very new to me, but – it was just weird. They had that weird sort of like cutaway shot to like a close up of the name of the brand, and Chris yeah. said the brand really loudly. Oh yeah. And I was kind of like, it reminded me of um, what's her name from the first episodes of this season with the uh, the house Meredith Bayer. Meredith Bayer. Like, where <laughs> did she go? Where the fuck is Meredith Bayer? I mean, we know what happened with Tyler Henry. He has mm-hmm. his own show now. Mm-hmm. Meredith Bayer show on the horizon. Don's show on the horizon. Whatever that brand of Pilates <laughs> equipment is. Also getting a show. Yeah. And I don't know. I, It was weird. But the funniest part of that whole episode was the beginning when Chloe's really pissed because um, she saw a photo of her inner thighs on the like internet. And she was like, someone's comment was like, what kind of hoe works out every day and doesn't have good thighs? Okay. And <laughs> that comment is about the fact that she has chicken thighs. She has like very thin thighs and a disproportionately large ass because her ass is not real. I mean, yeah. But she's trying to have this like casual conversation with her trainer to cover it up. Yeah. She was like, when I was fatter, my thighs had more muscle and more definition. And I was like, I don't really know if that's how that science works but i want to circle back to chris jenner real quick though because the producers have finally found something to do with scott and it is to kiss chris jenner's ass oh all day all night scott knows who signs his checks he does he really does i mean i know that there were a couple funny lines but i can't remember them now Oh, i probably have i only but i'm trying to remember there were a couple scenes of them together yeah. and um were... chris talking about how she's concerned about being 20 pounds overweight and he's like 20 pounds what are you talking about he uh, he has like his good listening face on which he never uses with courtney um he compliments her <laughs> on her dolce like uh i don't know silks or whatever and it's weird because He's like, oh, those, like, look nice. And Chris is like, oh, it's a Dolce. And then he says, oh, that might be a little much for me. Scott, you literally just post about how many cars you own on Instagram every day. Like, <laughs> how rich are you? He definitely does not own all of those vehicles. Um, he also said, you're the hottest six-year-old on the planet. Scott says, at Chloe's birthday dinner, Chloe's one of the strongest women I know and have ever met. Ari, her attending his B-Day dinner on the day that her divorce news broke he is just there to give compliments this episode (laughs) yeah that's about it he's there to make everyone feel better and he's he's good enough at it if he's in a place where he can be like a producer's pawn again i think that that's like a good place for scott to be i think so chloe also says jonathan's name his last name yes 
apparently it is pronounced Chebin. Chebin. That's gross. <laughs> I thought it was Chabon. It always Chabon. reminds me of Chobani yogurt yes. whenever I see it, which I don't really like yogurt, but I just think about it every time I see him. And I just find it funny that pretty much no one has ever known how to pronounce his name correctly and until this moment. That seems like another Ten years. like pointed happenstance. They were like, okay, no one knows how to say Jonathan's name. There is no reason for anyone to say his last name out loud. Chloe, can you just work it into this scene? Jonathan Chevin. And then we wrap up with more Chloe Rob drama. She's just being really dramatic and awful. I don't know. She says to Rob, I get that you're in this new relationship and it's amazing for you, but I don't know why you've been avoiding me, but dad would not be happy with either one of us. (laughs) Chloe, you have been avoiding Rob. That's not a mutual avoidance, I don't think. And if he's avoiding you, it's because you, like, freaked out on him several Mm -hmm. weeks ago and gave him no reason to believe that your feelings had changed. Yeah, I... I I don't like the way that she's been behaving with Rob lately. Like I understand that she was mad at first, but after he after he announced the pregnancy, it's like everyone else seemed to sort of just I don't know give up whatever grievances they had. Even Kylie, you know, like and yes. and that's something that I think is very mature of Kylie. She's nineteen. She if anything, I would expect this sort of behavior from her. Because she's 19, like, of course, a child would behave like this. But Chloe, you're 32, which you forgot how old you were apparently once. (laughs) Yeah, wait. No, but I can relate. She she was turning 27. Or no, she was, like, turning 28, I think. Um, And she turned to Courtney and said, how old am I? And Courtney was like, you're turning 28. And Chloe was like, oh, I've been telling everyone that I was 26 <laughs> all year. I mean, it's funny because so my birthday was September 7th and I because like in school, I was always like the last person. I was always like one of the younger. My birthday was, in, you know, the beginning of the school year. So I was always like three to nine, three months to 12 months younger than everyone else. And, um, this whole year, because everyone else is turning 24 and 25, I forgot that I was not turning 24. And so in my head, I'd be like, I'd be like having my, you know, my meltdowns where I'd be like, I am 24 and I'm almost 24 and I don't have a job and I'm blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I just turned 23. So I feel better. I feel yeah, a little bit no. better. I'm. <laughs> I was oh aging my myself unnecessarily. It's probably because I have multiple gray hairs, and I just, <laughs> for some reason, I because everyone else is turning twenty four, twenty five, and I'm like not. So. So yeah. the point is, I get it, Chloe. I mean, I did the opposite thing, but I get it. God, yeah, twenty-two with a master's degree sounds really. Tell impressive. that to all the people who won't hire me. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they clearly do not give a fuck. They're like, "Oh, you're twenty-two. Cool. 
Let me give this job to someone who has seven years of experience, even though it says entry level. <laughs> I don't like thinking about turning 24. I was like, okay, with 23, I thought I was just going to like keep rolling through these years. I don't want to turn 24. Yeah, something happens like around this point where I think you really start to fully conceptualize that aging isn't necessarily the fact that we have to live <laughs> another 50 years i mean like you like fully conceptualize it like aging is scary and if you're a woman obviously there are so many other levels to how fucked up it is but yeah like i used to love and this is something that chloe kind of says in love at first fight she was like i love everyone else's birthday and i do i love celebrating people's birthdays and i also used to love celebrating my own because i'd be like whoo i made it you know and now i'm just kind of like it it's i'm reaching the the top the tip of the roller coaster and i'm like about to go down and this is supposed to be the my prime and i don't look good and i feel like i'm 50 and i as i said i have 50 gray hairs in my head that's an exaggeration but i do have multiple it's just like i kind of figured i'd glow up by now it's just like something that you have to deal with like these are things that you have to deal with and life does not get easier it gets harder the longer you live the more tragedy you will experience like do people not realize that i'm always just waiting for something to happen especially in 2016 it's been the worst fucking year ever so like I I think, like, something happened this year, like, a switch happened in my brain, and it was like, oh, no, you're gonna have to deal with things that you don't want to forever, and life is hard. And it could be worse. That's a scary thing. The thing is, I just didn't want to have both hormonal acne and taxes (laughs) on my plate. I thought it was going to be one or the other. Oh, my God. But it's Yeah, yeah. Also... My ex posted on Snapchat and I saw that she said like, oh, 2016 is turning out to be a really good year for me. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Right? Right? There was like a cute emoji. There was like a landscape. And I was like, either you are not paying attention or there are people who this year is going well for and I don't trust them at all. That's a huge red flag. Like, I'm actually, I, I can't believe that there's a single person. (laughs) <laughs> that is having a good year and would okay. and would admit to it like if i were having a good year i'd keep my mouth shut this year see this is what i mean the kardashians really do bring out the existential uh nihilist in yes. me like i it's because it's like it's this like postmodern performance yes. that i just can't whatever not to put a label no. on it because i'm whatever well but. i'm just like so fascinated <laughs> by the meaning making in this show like what they decide yes. matters to them and their viewers and how they craft that out of like often literally nothing. And I'm so invested in that whole process. Well, it's fascinating because is that not a microcosmic version of what we've all done yes. with our entire culture of the human race? Like this is why people who think reality TV is just for stupid people are not – they're just not into i'm sorry if you think that this is for this is for like dumb people who like can't uh, part of it is part sometimes yes this is just a we're being spoon-fed it's not great Mm -hmm. for you sure and if you are someone who can't you know fully understand like 
you know, what we just said, like the, the way that they make meaning out of nothing and how they're crafting these narratives. And if, if you're just sort of like going to be a passive viewer, that's fine. But it's also for people who are really fucking smart. I don't know. Because I think it's endlessly fascinating. Mm-hmm. Not even just the Kardashians. I mean, like, the reality TV machine in general. No, I totally agree. And I also, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, if you're someone who gets really upset about the fact that a lot of people watch and discuss reality television, I think you're just probably an idiot. I think that you probably (laughs) hate women. You probably hate women. You probably believe in God. (laughs) Sorry. But, um... But like, it's like, but, no, it's like you probably believe that we all have a purpose on yeah. this planet and that human beings or, are like above certain. It's like, just, no, we're yes, not. We are, idea. we are a mixture of molecules. We're not here for any or, reason. I don't know why we're here. I don't know where we go. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> or at least that's the stance no. that I take now. I hope to be proven wrong. Prove me wrong if you can. But like, that's why this show yeah works. i mean human existence for me is a tragic cosmic misstep and it doesn't fucking matter what we do with it it just keeps happening and we have to deal with that so why not watch reality tv why not make reality tv and i feel like anyone who doesn't see the value in it or doesn't believe that someone can see the value in it is buying into the idea that there is like an objective valuation system and there fucking isn't mm-hmm. it's just what you are conditioned to value and devalue based on your environment and your culture that's it there's no such thing as personality that's <laughs> it that's it <laughs> no like that's it and that's and that's our plight as creatures of this earth is that we have to deal with it cope however you want and you know how i cope i fucking watch reality television and you know how <laughs> chloe copes in this episode of keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> going to dave and busters because there's alcohol in games and that's not a bad idea they no. turned dave and busters out like it looked better than the average dave and busters i will say yes her birthday did look really fun um she did play like she didn't care what happened on her birthday but the only people who care about what happens on their birthday are people who talk about what happens on their birthday (laughs) or spare it the thought for more than you know two requisite minutes out of that year of their life that's so true and i also think that i don't know the snapchats of this when it happened in june or whatever july it july it looked really fun i think she had fun she clearly was worried in the beginning that no one would show up, mm-hmm. which I get. I'm I, same, hard same. Yeah, and <laughs> like I don't know. I just think it looked fun. There were a lot of celebrities there. Miguel was there with his wife, like Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross, uh, oh, wow. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. These like, are some celebrity deep cuts. There was alcohol and games. North was in attendance. We also, I believe this was actually the last episode, saw North's largest speaking part to date. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, was, I loved that. Oh my god, I got really emotional watching that. Yeah. North, uh, she asked where, well, how did it start? 
she was talking about something and it was just cute because she would ask Kim to clarify things and then she would just repeat exactly what Kim said when Chloe asked her question. She's so cute. Ugh. If I had a child, I think, I think, I hope it would look like the Kardashian West kids. I think I have a chance at that. Yeah. I also love that Kanye's like the low key parent. Kanye's the one who's like, you can go to the grocery store with your mom or you can sit on this couch with me. I love that. That's what I I would want to be in a parent if I had any desire to have kids. But that's a choice that I will leave to my cats and my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already know my position on this. I made a hat. <laughs> I feel like I should just tell it because who even listens to this podcast? Well, my friend Patrick listens to this. Patrick, thank you for texting me and saying that, that you... I don't have the exact text right now, but... He said that he liked Digital Rage and that we sort of deviated. Here, I'll read it. Listening to Digital Rage, appreciating that these last two episodes have deviated from Kardashian slightly to discuss larger media discussions. And that's what we're here for. So thanks for listening. Um, and if anyone else wants to like let me know what they think, mm-hmm. you should just rate us on iTunes or comment yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Are you also weirded out by celebrity vacations or the meaninglessness of existence? Yeah, let me know if you have those freakouts too. Or if you want to prove to me that God exists. I'm always open to those kinds of discussions. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, you were going to explain your tweet. (laughs) Oh, I was talking about how, like, for me, I think that I'm not sure if I want to have children. But as I previously said, when you're, like, 23 or 24, apparently a switch turns in your brain and you're like, "Mm, I guess, like, I have to start thinking about it soon, which is, like, fucked up. But I did. And I I think that at this point in the game, I'm going to have to be someone's beard for a few years. (laughs) some gay man and that's totally fine i'm 100 percent cool with that it's my suggestion even honestly you just gotta stick around till kindergarten because child care is really hard when you're a single parent and i respect that so i would appreciate if you're there until kindergarten and then i could take the reins as long as you pay for the kid through at least yeah. halfway of, through college and you know in exchange for your secret you <laughs> this is like instead of posting on craigslist this is my ad for this also you have to be really attractive like that's like the only stipulation i have is like you have to be classically i'm sorry i'm so sorry that i i've fallen victim to the internalized whatever but it's like it doesn't help to be unattractive and smart trust me it makes life really difficult it makes people like me watch the kardashians and speculate about our existence instead of just watching the kardashians so if you're the type of person who's just like really attractive and you just watch tv passively i'd love to pass on half of your genes (laughs) just let me know that's so real not for another 10 Um, years but like let me know yeah yeah i thought that i've been having is like i would be totally fine from like a personal standpoint like ending up alone i don't really care like i don't enjoy companionship that much (laughs) but financially i am concerned about what a single income for the rest of my life would look like it's really fucked up when you think about like (sighs) i don't know marriage gives people like 
you know, it's it's easier to pay taxes when you're married. And yes. It's so much easier to live and go on vacation and eat and do everything when you have a partner. And I yeah. said I used the term married because I mean like you have to be in most cases legally married to get those benefits. I mean, I'm yes. sure it'll change a little bit in our lifetime. Yes. But it's fucked up. It's not fair. It's not fair. Were we meant to live like this? There I go again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Were I we mean, meant I'm... to have lifelong companions? <laughs> I don't know. Not all of us. I do not think I'm one of those people. And I think that's fine if you feel like that. You should probably feel comfortable with that. People should feel comfortable with that being an option. They should. I... <laughs> I dated men because I was afraid of being alone. That's really <laughs> dark and terrible. Yeah, most of the population probably does stuff like that. That's, That's why I'm so offering crazy. my services. <laughs> Just kidding. But it was funny when um, Kim walked into the room with Chloe and Rob, and Chloe says, Kim, how much are you? And I was like, damn. That's kind of cold. All she was wearing was, like, a tight, like, bodycon dress and a choker. Half yeah. of her hair was done up. It wasn't a big... Ugh. She didn't look she like she amazing. was for sale. She looked pretty great. Not also, that those things like, are exclusive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chloe... Chloe usually dresses, like... Not... She loves her new body. That's what I'm saying. She loves her new body. Mm -hmm. Kim just got her body back post-childbirth. Like, why would she not? wear a dress like that like if i had their bodies i would dress like that too the reason i dress the way i do is because i don't have a great body like that so <laughs> i know if i did if i looked like chloe i would probably dress more like her if i looked like kendall i would dress like that but i don't oh, yeah. so i dress like me and i totally get it <laughs> it's all about choices or whatever it really is <laughs> I mean, speaking of choices, Courtney makes the choice to go out and get a solo uh, solo endorsement deal for Manuka Doctor, which is, Manuka Honey is like this whole thing. Um, I'm really into health foods, um, and I can't even fully retain like what exactly is up with Manuka Honey. I don't know. It's really fucking good for you, but everything you find in the grocery store is probably not real Manuka Honey. That is what I know. Um, so, Courtney is set up to make some appearances on behalf of Manuka Doctor. She's going to go to Britain and present at the Glamour Women of the Year Awards over there. And she's nervous because she doesn't usually do public appearances away from her sisters. Jonathan tries to help her and he is no help. I don't know, like, maybe he's retired from PR because he was just really mean to his clients and no one wanted to work with him anymore, but he does not put Courtney at ease. And he also, I saw this moment where he was, like, trying to decide whether he was going to put his hands on the back of Penelope's chair or not. And I was like, Jonathan Chebin, you are not good with children. Chebin. <laughs> Sheban. Yeah, he's definitely not the type of person who's good with children. And in my mind, I'm starting to think back on our discussion about people who, like, might be comfortable being alone. And I feel like Jonathan would be fine with that. I mean, 
as I we mean, know he has a 29 year old girlfriend who he has been with on and off for the past 10 years so <laughs> if jonathan were more attractive i'd hit him up he has Alas. more money he has more money but i don't know he's definitely not meant to have kids no I saw recent pictures of him and Simon, too, and I was like, you still look like a couple. What is happening here? I can't wait for that tell-all. I really can't wait, because, you know, I wonder who's going to write, like, the tell-all. It's going to be a couple decades from now. How many people in their lives have signed NDAs? Like, at what point do you get the NDA? Does well, I everyone think... get an NDA? Do you get an NDA and you know that you've made it? That's a good question. I'd love to get one. Oh, yeah. I want an NDA for, like, literally anything. Can someone... <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, I have some... I hold some weight in the Damn. universe. But I think that one of the kids will write... I think Kendall will try... Kendall will write one. Yes. And... Not North. Maybe Penelope. Hers will be a little more bitter, though. Penelope will write one. Yes. Yes. I think Kendall will do a book. Another ghost-written book. It will be framed as a tell-all. It won't be a mm-hmm. tell-all. Penelope is going to write the real tell Oh, speaking tell-all. of Kendall, I just uh, opened up the um, the thing, the Vogue interview, and... I won't read it all. I I just happened to scroll down to the bottom and the last, like, two paragraphs, they are in a car. The By they, I mean the writer and Kendall. And mm-hmm. they run out of gasoline. I guess they're in her, like, really cute little blue car that she has. I'm calling it a cute blue car because I have no idea what kind of car that is. It's a Porsche. Who cares? Porsche, is it? I don't know. Yeah. It's vintage. It's it's a very gay thing. To own, <laughs> it seems like something that like Caitlyn would really be into. Caitlyn is also a lesbian, <laughs> so yes, this is only proving my point. Um, anyway, she calls her friend, the one that she is speculating because she <gasps> the car runs out of gas and her friend shows okay, up yes. in minutes and um, picks them up. And she says, um, that's the shot that's going to be, oh, the writer says, that's the shot that's going to be in the Daily Mail tomorrow, I say. And Kendall says, I know, right? Kendall runs out of gas. That's the drama in my life. But I think the real drama is that she's appearing with this alleged girlfriend. Kendall does also attend Chloe's birthday party. It was one of her... She was kind of, like, the one who suggested that Chloe have a birthday party. Yeah. And she's I thought also her bandana been, was cute. Yeah. She's also been doing a lot of scenes with Scott. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. The producers have just figured out that those are the two people who can stand Scott right now. Kendall and Chris Jenner. Yeah. Um, what was weird was when Kylie had the scene with Scott, because that clearly did not work. Yeah, it's, I feel like they're not doing that um, because they don't want Kylie to be seen partying. Mm-hmm. That's True. not good for her brand. Um, and also because they already did the, like, Scott Tyga storyline that kind of came out of nowhere, and that didn't really work. And Tyga's not really working on the show at all. 
You live and you learn. You do. It's literally um, all that you can do. Let's talk, though, about the A-plot and the way that this is setting us up for Rob and China. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is it believable that Rob and China are really fighting? No. I would say no. But the A-plot is that they are not getting along and he's not living with her and it's like a nightmare for him apparently Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know well okay so what i found interesting was like i don't know how soon after blood sweat and tears this was shot obviously they're just continually shooting all the time and then cutting everything together as they go um I just can't tell temporally, like, what the distance is because Chloe does a pretty quick 180 from, like, I don't really support this relationship, blah, 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 like, why is Rob avoiding me to, like, her saying that it's Rob's responsibility to bring China around to the family and get everyone to, like, know her and like her the way she brought Lamar around. So, Chloe is clearly, at this point, supposed to be this vessel that is delivering China to the Keeping Up with the Kardashians audience. She, as, like, China's primary um, sort of enemy or antagonist over the past season, her making peace with China and smoothing things over in this episode by inviting China to her birthday party is supposed to be delivering delivering her to the Keeping Up with the Kardashians audience and time slot by saying, and now I'm okay with her. And you, too, viewership, can be okay with her and interested in her life. Um, and China's also participating in some pretty staged conversations about her and Rob. Um, she's feeding the family some lines through Kim. I think the producers are just giving Kim these lines to say on China's behalf. Um, such Probably. As, yeah, like... There's that scene where um, Kim goes to talk to Chloe and she says, oh, I talked to China and China says that she can see that we were all trying to help him and it was like Rob's fault all along and like we're not the bad guys. Like China's, you know, the persona of China in the show at this point is paying her dues to the top producers, you know, Kris Jenner at all before she can really take the reins of her own show. She, like Scott, she knows who's signing her checks. I I agree. She knows her place. She knows her lane. She knows that she's got to go through these motions before she can get to the level that she wants to be at. Which, sure, that's, like, all part of the game. I think, like, I'm thinking back to when those Snapchats were up and there were, like, selfies of her with Chris and Cl- and kim and courtney and that was sort of still when everyone was like oh my god i thought they hated each other um Mm -hmm. and now we know that at that point this was maybe before or right after the um the mini series with rob and china was announced but i don't know i think it's also setting kim up to sort of be like the mediator in their miniseries because mm-hmm. in the previews for the next one it was like i don't know there were, it seemed like there were a lot of scenes of kim sitting down with rob and china together and being like you guys need to work this out because you're gonna have a child one day 
and one day real soon really soon that's what i was gonna say like that's that's almost here she's like ready to go at any moment and i still can't imagine rob as a father i'm sorry but like is he ready for this boy when he took his hat this is really mean oh in the preview (laughs) when he took his hat off oh jesus i saw why he wore a hat i was like (laughs) i get i was like i was like because like for a while i was like why is he always wearing this this dodgers hat yeah i don't get it you shouldn't like shouldn't he have at least some scenes without this hat like what is the deal with him in this hat and then I saw, and I I feel very bad for thinking this, but I was like, okay, I get why you want to wear a hat all the time. Yeah. Because I would, too. No. That he's... hair is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. That's Do really remember... weird, though, because their father had a thick head of hair for his whole life. I know. I know. But Rob was worried about going bald, like, four or five seasons ago. Do you remember that? I think I do. This was, like, before he went to USC or right after? Like, around the... It was after. This was, like, right before he disappeared. He was like, I'm concerned that I'm losing my hair. And then everyone made fun of him. Yeah, and I I feel bad. Because he clearly is. But it's also strange. Because if it's hereditary, I mean, maybe his maternal grandfather... Yeah, we don't know what... I don't know. ...his father looks like, looked like. Um... I don't know. He doesn't make a ton of appearances in this episode. He makes a few. China doesn't really appear until the end. Um, she does not sell me on her interactions with Chloe. No. And Chloe at that point is not selling me either. Like when they're on the phone, Chloe can sell me. Chloe can sell me on, you know, having this conversation with China over the phone. Um, China doesn't sell me in the conversation over the phone when she's, like, saying really mundane things and, like, not really giving us the inflection and the the drama that we're looking for. And I don't mean that in a, like, she's supposed to, like, scream and throw the phone. Like, she's just not being engaging in that call. And do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. This is, like, clearly something that the producers were like, okay, be available. Kim's going to call you. We're going to have Chloe in the room. Like, get ready to have this conversation. Yeah, totally. I mean, those scenes are supposed to be really... Those scenes are supposed to be really dramatic scenes, and I have already forgotten about them, and I just watched it, like, eight hours ago. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, In the preview for the next... For the mini For their series spinoff, she's... Like, you know... It's the thing with, she's like, why are you texting bitches? And she's, like, throwing his flowers in the pool. And, like, all of that seems, like, not her. No, not at all. She's really funny on Snap. Like, I really like her Snap presence and her Snapchat personality. No, she has a sense of humor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they, I hope, my hope is that they play up her sense of humor. And apparently Rob has such a sense of humor, as they always say. So humor. I hope it meshes well. I don't know. I don't know either. China shows up for the birthday party with Rob. Everyone's like, oh my god, Rob would not be here if China wasn't here. God bless her. Um, You know, but they're also trying to basically bury Rob and be like, it's not China's fault. It's not our fault. It's Mm -hmm. all on Rob. Um, So we know 
someone's not getting a producer credit anymore. Oh. And <laughs> um, so she shows up and then, um, you know, obviously looks uncomfortable. And Kim, who's being like really sweet and hanging out with China and like walking around with her, goes up to Chloe and is like, have you said hi to her? And Chloe's like, um, no. And then, what is it? Like, Courtney's like, oh, like, China feels like you don't like her. And Chloe's like, I don't know her. Which, see Mariah Carey talking about Jennifer Lopez in the early 90s for an example of why that is not an innocent comment. Especially, no, especially because earlier in this episode, Courtney is talking to Kylie about Vegas or whatever. Um, And this, like, Vegas trip that she took with chloe malika kaiga and china like five years ago when kylie was still in middle school her boyfriend was out partying with you know the mother of his child and kylie's older sisters at a strip club in vegas Mm -mm. yeah no chloe's being a baby about this whole thing that's why i just like don't believe fundamentally that she like turned it around quickly enough do what she's supposed to do in this episode but she can't scene to scene sell it better than china can right now yeah she's also more used to this i think you know she's been doing this since she was our age that's okay i didn't want to have that thought yet (laughs) sorry (laughs) she was like 23 and like when she started Do you remember they used to make these really opaque references to, like, a few years before the show, like, right after Robert Kardashian died, when Chloe was just, like, MIA for a few mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I remember watching the, um, the, like, E! True Hollywood story of them, and, like, to me, it seems like from age 19 to 22, she was not doing well. No. Like, and even no. when during that true Hollywood story, it was like, you could tell that she was still very much feeling like the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, super emotional about her dad dying, which I understand completely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you also remember those episodes where she was talking about how she was like spending a lot of time with her dad in her past? you know his his last few weeks or whatever and then they were like no you didn't chloe those are false memories oh my god you remember god. how that was like a plot point no shit that's yes. crazy they were like it kim like had this whole thing where she was like no it was just me and dad i was living at his house and then like they did a talking heads where she was like i guess i just made up those memories oh the human brain is so frightening so frightening they also um have previously made references to the fact that chloe had like they call it a brain injury i think it was just a concussion like she was in a bad car accident when she was 17 and how that like made it hard for her to remember her childhood i assume she's just blocking that out because that's the age that her mom started having an affair and like cheating on her father yeah probably And her and Rob were, like, at the house when that was happening. Like, she would just invite her tennis instructor, Paramore, over. That's so nuts. Sounds like a Gossip Girl novel. I know. But Kris Jenner's top producer. So she's right. Chloe's wrong. (laughs) And that's the way it shall be. 
in Chris's world. I think maybe now is a good time to move into power rankings, which yes, it's more of a, not necessarily I would say from these episodes, but like where they stand now at this point in the season, halfway through. Yes. At the bottom of the list, I'm sad to say, is Khloe Kardashian. She has had a rough year. She is like the rest of us, majority of us. 2016 has not been very kind to her. Late 2015 yes. to 2016. Lamar's been having his issues. Her birthday reminded her of her age. The whole thing with Rob and China. It's like, I feel her. I feel it. But she's at the bottom of the power rankings list because of it. Yeah. We'll see if she maybe makes some appearances on Robin China and moves through the rankings in the coming weeks. But for now, right above Chloe is Rob, who made some real strides this season. Uh, but as this episode demonstrated, has been, you know, sliding back into some destructive habits. He has some demons that he's going to have to face that China is not going to be able to just banish on his behalf. Mm-mm. And kind of surprisingly, Chris is at number five. And I think that's just because she doesn't know how to use an iPhone. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she clearly knows how to use it. Um, yeah, Chris is 60 years old. It really depressed me to think about that. You know, nothing we can do to stop time. She's looks great. And that's what money can do for you. And so I hope I one day have enough resources to keep it together like Kris Jenner. Same, same. And I think that her taking a backseat has been healthy for her to some extent. Um, because it's let Courtney coming in above Chris carry this whole season on her back from her bad acting out of a gluten allergy attack to um you know selling us on the fact that she's really okay with hanging out with scott now she's been showing up every episode and i can't fault her for that and speaking of scott he comes in right above courtney i think he's just done such a good job of singing everyone else's praises but <laughs> he's come a long way since the beginning of the season he was flirting at the bottom with Rob and Lamar, but he's yeah. making it in our top three. Back up top, uh, coming in right above Scott is China, who, you know, is kind of stumbling through some of the lines that she's been fed, but her new show is going to be her opportunity to showcase her brand and her humor, um, and I think she's really well positioned to do that, so... I'm excited to see where she goes with this uh, for Robin China and even beyond. And at the top, could it be anyone else besides Kim Kardashian West? Like, not one other member of this family has had such a good year. Oh my god, Kim's like your ex. She's had a good year. That I know. makes me really suspicious suddenly. But I wonder, I wish there was like a, a gent, like an interest poll that I could look at from like 2010 to 26 to 2012 to 2014 to 2016 of kim kardashian and i have to say she's probably yes. at like her peak like ability right now people who this is i knew 
couldn't stand the Kardashians recently. Not that they're like a stan or anything, but like I think they respect Kim and they like her more now. And part of that's because she has children now, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is like weird that kids did that to her brand, but yeah, it says more about us than it does about her. Yes, and with Chloe's recent, you know, personal you know, strife with Lamar and with Rob, Kim is sort of slid into that, like, likable, relatable sister slot. She really has, and I feel like more people have told me lately that they're like, oh, Kim is funny. And it's like, yeah, she has a sense of humor. She's not an idiot. And also, yeah, I think it's because she's gotten so many, you know, magazine covers in the last year and a half, a lot of really good awards and abilities to speak like opportunities to speak publicly on her business strategy like i think people are finally getting that like she's someone that is likable and respectable regardless of how she got famous which is always what people want to fall back on they always 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 want to say that she's not supposed to be famous or she's famous for nothing famous for sex whatever but it's like yeah that is such an old hat thing to say like come on what is this 2008 but we're just gonna watch you know as we watched kim's brand grow over the past five years i literally got emotional thinking about this the other night how she used to do really bratty plot lines like with chris humphreys when he threw her into the ocean and she was like crying (laughs) and she was like i lost my twenty five thousand dollar no yes twenty five thousand dollar earring she was crying like that was a low but that was, like, the kind of plot lines that she used to do. And now she's just, like, the family mediator. Like, going between people, making peace, hanging out with China, and then, like, snapping some really cute pics of her amazing family. It's been so amazing to see her brand grow. And I'm so excited to see China's brand grow. I concur. I really do. I think with that, that's pretty much all we have for this mid-season point you should always uh feel free to subscribe to our podcast and rate us on itunes you can follow us on twitter at the k-hole podcast uh, or like us on facebook and you know you can also follow us individually like for example if you want to see me you know (laughs) perform some sort of post-structural analysis of my mental health my twitter is great for that apparently depression yields uh, interesting content at BRKMRN. It's my full name without the vowels. But beware, I'm taking kind of a social media break because I like don't need to have any more public meltdowns. So just letting you know. I love your Twitter and I would avidly follow any of your public Thank meltdowns. Thank you. It's the type of stuff that um, makes me feel like maybe I am suited for fame. <laughs> yes. The Brick Marine Lifestyle brand is one that I would wholeheartedly support. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. Um, I just tweet a lot about women who love other women and the Kardashians. That's really it. That's all I have going for me right now at this point in my life. You can also listen to me on a couple of other podcasts, including uh, Pulp, the podcast based on a true story. Uh, yeah, I've seen that where Sandra Dienda and I are going to be talking about Lo and Behold, the new Werner Herzog documentary on the internet. 
and Twin Peaks Peaks. Uh, feel free to listen to any of those gems also available on iTunes. And with that, we will see you next time. We won't see you. Just kidding. You can't see us. You'll hear us next time when we're talking about Rob and China. Uh, this has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude. <laughs>